listeners. Welcome to the Pink Moon Podcast, an unintentional ASMR space. I am your hostess, Somni Rose. mentioned on my happy Valentine's Day episode, I took uh, some time off to uh, recharge and work on some other stories that I have planned for this podcast. So I've been able to uh, complete one story and it's the one that I am presenting today. It's making its debut. It was actually inspired by a letter that I received from one of you. And we'll get to there in a moment when we uh, read the letters of the day. So for now, I just want you to uh, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. We are just getting started. So if you are on your way home after a long day work, or if you're doing the laundry, maybe preparing supper, or maybe you just need a break from your studies whatever it is that you're doing just take your time take your time take your time so just um do it at your own pace or if not you can follow me with these um deep inhalations and exhalations so inhale exhale inhale exhale let's do that one more time inhale exhale there we go that is perfect perfect so there is a theme to uh, this episode and I promise you that I did not plan it this way at all but it just goes to show that sometimes you know things just fall into place and sometimes you know i say to myself you know what maybe there is no such thing as coincidence so you'll see what um what i'm referring to we are going to read some of your letters the following letter is the very first one that i receive from australia good evening somni I've just stumbled on your podcast from sunny Australia and I'm hooked. Your voice is so comforting and deeply relaxing. In your first podcast, you mentioned that you are introverted. I am also an introvert and would love a podcast about the beauty and cozy fun of being an introvert. Hot cups of tea with a cat on your lap, sitting by a window all alone, watching the rainfall getting lost in a good book, enjoying time alone. I'd love to hear your take on this mood captured in a podcast. 
Thanks for listening to me ramble on. Warmest regards, Gabby. Thank you so much, Gabby, for your letter. This is the one that inspired today's story. And I started to um, write the story. I was working on it. And then I started to uh, experience some um, a writer's block. And so I walked away from it for, uh, for a while. And then when I sat back and started to work on it, make some tweaks here and there, I ended up getting another letter from Australia. So to me, this is a sign that, you know, that I was in the right direction, so to speak. So here it is. It says, Hi, Somni. I live in Tasmania, Australia. And I have to say a huge thank you for the beautiful, quiet entertainment you make. I have a one-year-old and life is a bit crazy. I listen to you before bed and it helps me relax, ground, and sleep. I absolutely love your stories, the ones that you write, and I can't wait to hear your next one. I check my podcast refresh every day. Madeline. Thank you so much, Madeline. And uh, it really brings, um, I think you can hear me smile (laughs) through uh, the microphone. It really made my day. And uh, I hope that you and your little one are doing well. And um, the other thing is, since you mentioned that you have a one-year-old, when I was looking for um, a piece of music to uh, accompany today's episode, there was one piece I had in mind and I really, really wanted to use it and there was, it was not negotiable. And it turns out that the um, version that I found is for children. So I thought, wow, it's all falling into place. It's perfect for today's episode. So thank you to both of you for your letters. Thank you so much. I think many of you listening can guess or already know where I am heading with today's episode. I would like to dedicate it to everyone in Australia. For the rest of my listeners, please don't feel left out. I love all my listeners from every part of the world. Australia has been experiencing these wildfires that have had catastrophic results. And the whole world has been coming together to uh, help out. Here in the city of Toronto where I live, I've seen many people doing their part they are raising funds from bake sales to selling clothes uh, for pets and all the proceeds have been going to uh, the charity of their choice in Australia and uh, I know that I am very late in um, saying anything about this um, situation but I really, I really couldn't um, continue to create content without addressing it because in all honesty, in my personal life, I've had uh, friends from Australia. I've had teachers 
from there too. And I don't know if if this is your first time listening to uh, my podcast. I'm not a native English uh, speaker. I've been speaking this language for a very, very long time to the point that it almost feels like I learned it at the same time as my native tongue, which is Spanish. One of my teachers who uh, was teaching uh, English as a, second, as a second language was from Australia. And there are many other beautiful experiences, uh, friendships that I've had with um uh, with people from from that country, and uh, and the thing is, I it, it's not just me. Many people around the world have had uh, positive experiences. In all honesty, I think Australia has had wonderful ambassadors in every industry, and I think this is why the whole world has come together to um, to um, check in with you guys to help out. And so forth. So I wish I was a little more eloquent in saying what I really want to say, but I hope it's coming through. So I wanted to do my little part, no matter how small. So I'm gonna get started with the story, and in the commentary, I'll break it down. And again, in all seriousness, sometimes I ask myself, is there such thing as coincidences? Please remember that this podcast is quiet entertainment. Any opinions expressed on this platform are personal ones. They are not professional. <laughs> so, inhale deeply. Exhale deeply. Relax your body, relax your mind. The pink moon will once again make you feel sleepy. Dancers in the Window by Sonia Rose. was on the other end of the line. Oh no, what's wrong? Oh my god, please tell me the doctor said everything is okay, she said. That's fine, uh, the doctor said I'm okay, but uh, the doctor told me I need to rest. What I'm experiencing right now is exhaustion and to improve my diet and to figure out ways to reduce my stress, I explained. You really need a vacation. I know, I interrupted. But I'm super broke. I'm so exhausted that I could cry. My eyes hurt. I, I can't even finish the book I started reading months ago. I've been working double shifts. I haven't had a day off in three months. I'm coming over right now, she said. No, please don't. I, I'm in my pajamas and I need to sleep. I'm sorry. As I said, while a siren passed by. I need a distraction. Do you have any gossip? Now I know that it's not that serious. <laughs> no, I don't have gossip, but I feel bad asking you. Especially
especially right now. It's okay, what's going on? I asked. I'm going on vacation for two weeks and I can't take my boy because he didn't travel well last time. I think he needs a break from all the flying. She was referring to her cat. Can you house sit for me? She asked. You haven't been to my new condo because you've been busy. It's okay, uh, I'll do it. You know I love cats. Can you take time off from work? How about a staycation? I have everything. A huge TV, Netflix. The building has a pool and a jacuzzi. I hadn't thought of that, I said, as I looked around my place. It was clean and tidy, but I could really use a break from it. Sure, I'll do it. Thanks so much. Let's meet in two days and I'll give you the keys. Okay, see you then. Back at work, despite of the short notice, miraculously, I was able to get my vacation approved. I still had six weeks of vacation time banked. It had been so long since I took any time off, but I had too many financial emergencies that required me to work many overtime shifts. It's only temporary, I kept telling myself. The closer I was getting to paying off my debt, the more burned out I was. I was two months away from being debt free. I was looking forward to this staycation. I was packing the essentials in my small red suitcase. My favorite shampoo, conditioner, soap, bubble soap, day creams, and night creams. A few small bottles of almond, coconut, and castor oil. Included as well in my suitcase were my manicure kit. One lip balm, one lip gloss, one lipstick, one blush, and mascara. Just in case I wanted to play with some makeup, I packed lots of loungewear and fuzzy socks. I took the subway and walked the rest of the way to her place. Her condo was in downtown, very close to the museum. Hmm, I might pay a visit one of these days. We'll see. When I opened the door to her place, I was impressed by what I saw. Her place felt warm and welcoming. Her cat was on the couch looking at me, letting me know who was boss here. Her cat looked like royalty indeed. By being anointed by the soft rays of sunlight coming through the large floor to ceiling windows. Wow, I exclaimed as I locked the door behind me and walked towards the window and to say hello to the boss. Nice view, I said. Her condo faced the Carlton, built in the 1800s, and now it was heritage protected. I had been there once, and the interior was just as beautiful as the outside. Inside is white in natural wood color, while the outside is red brick. This was my first time seeing this building face to face. It was a new angle for me because I had always looked up at it from the streets. It definitely had architectural features that could only be appreciated from the higher ground. Oh, have you had breakfast yet? Let's see your bowl. It's almost 10 a.m., just in time to watch talk shows. I fed the boss, then changed into my loungewear and sat down in the living room to watch some TV. 
I chose the side of the couch that was next to the window. It was nice to see the streets below and the TV on the other. The weather news said it would be raining for the next few days, which I thought was perfect for my staycation plans. I think I passed out minutes after sitting down. It was pretty dark outside. The boss was snuggled next to me and looked annoyed at being disturbed. Sorry, I said. I looked outside. It answered back. I looked outside and it was raining and went back to sleep. This was my routine for the next few days until Thursday. Instead of watching TV, I was curled up reading a book with the boss curled up on my lap. My arm was free to reach my mug full of Royboy's tea. It was a gloomy rainy day and from time to time I'd look below at the people running for cover from the rain. During the rush hour, I put down my book and decided to people watch. I looked across the Carlton. Many of the windows were dark. I stared across the building, looking at every detail possible. I took out my phone to take some pictures for my Instagram. Hashtag staycation. Suddenly, the lights on the fourth floor at the Carlton went off right across from me. Whoa, I said to myself, can they see me? I looked at the boss and crouched down a bit, trying to use the couch pillows as a barrier. I was amazed at the size of the room and surprised that it was a dance room. It had ballet bars, floor to ceiling mirrors, and a piano. Two women walked in, chatting happily and holding their cups of coffee. One went to the piano and the other settled her bag somewhere in the front of the room and began her warm-up stretches. I got up and turned off the lights on our floor and sat back on my favorite spot. I wish I could hear her play the piano, I said to the boss, who had started a grooming session. Within half an hour, the room was full of dancers. I counted 20 in total. I watched them warm up for a bit and they had the flexibility of professional dancers. So to me, this confirmed that they had to be. Some wore leotards that matched their leggings. Some dancers had socks that didn't match at all, but somehow it looked so cool. For example, one dancer was wearing a red sock on his left foot and a black sock on his right foot. And others had their hair up in a perfect hair bun. The teacher was now talking. I could tell that the class was about to begin. I took ballet years ago and some of those memories were coming back. The piano teacher began to play. The dancers took a deep breath. At the exhalation, they stretched out their right arm and began their dance. That's a plié, I said out loud. The boss looked at me with sleepy eyes. I looked at their beautiful feet, especially the women whom were wearing point shoes. My friend is so lucky, I thought. She gets to see live ballet for free. I had about a week left of my staycation 
and I was now beginning to dread its end. I was recovering from my exhaustion, but these dancers had now sparked something in me. Joy. As the class progressed, I'd say out loud the names of the ballet steps. Tendu, jeté, frappé, échappé, pas de chat, arabesque, battement. This class had everything. I couldn't remember some of the names of other steps, but I did recognize them. The dancers had broken out a sweat, and some began to peel off some of their clothing, such as leg warmers, hoodies, and leggings revealing pink or nude tights. The tempo in their dance had increased. I think they are in the uh, Allegro part, I said to the boss. Wait, no, I'm wrong. I think it's Coda. Oh yes, oh my god, it is Coda. The Coda is the last part of ballet practice. They start class with slow movements to warm up the muscles and then finish the class with intense and fast moves. Yes, I shouted and clapped, startling the boss. Bravo, I clapped some more. I'm sorry, boss, but this was so good. They were just absolutely gorgeous and talented. For the next few days, I watched these dancers rehearse. I also noticed that there was a sequence they kept repeating. Hmm, I don't recognize this one. It's not Swan Lake or Sleeping Beauty. If only I could hear the piano. I then kept thinking of my dancing days from childhood. I started to feel nostalgic, but today was different. The professionals were not practicing today. This was a different group of people. They look like me, regular people. I need to find out the name of this studio. I did some quick research on my phone and found the place. I found their schedule and it looked like today's class is for adult beginners. No way, I gasped. I want to dance again. I opened my Spotify app and played one of my favorite ballet pieces, Coppelia. I really felt like I was coming back to life. I felt like myself. Ballet was always hard, but it made me feel accomplished after every class. The music and the moves made me feel like I was part of art. I could not remember the last time I had danced. I wanted to bring joy back into my life. Everything that made me feel calm or happy was happening all at once. It was raining and I could appreciate the sounds that accompanied Coppelia beautifully. Look at you, said my friend. When we met two days after she returned from her vacation to give her back her keys, you look so well rested. I thanked her for letting me stay at her place and thank you for looking after the boss, she said. I brought her up to speed and told her about the dancers in the window. She told me the dance studio had been there for many years and that she sees them doing all types of dances. I think I'm going to sign up for dance classes. 
My friend clapped her hands with excitement. Yes, now we can hang out more. Once my debts were paid off, I went to the studio to sign up. One class at a time, I could feel my muscles remembering the moves. I even met and chatted with the teacher I had seen in the window. She and the piano player taught the adult beginners class. I told her about seeing them from across the street. Oh, we're used to it. We close the curtains when it's really sunny and it's blinding our eyes. I asked her what piece they had been rehearsing. Coppelia, she said. It's about a doll that comes to life. As the ballet teacher looked at the piano player, she said, play something romantic. We're about to do something hard. I laughed and took my place at the bar, facing my friend's building, feeling alive, feeling healed, feeling like myself again. I would like to thank my Patreons for making this episode possible. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider becoming a VIP on Patreon. My page's name is Somni Rosé. All the information can be found in the episode's notes. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave me a five-star review on Apple. This helps others discover my work. All right, everybody, it's time for the commentary. As I had mentioned in the beginning of this episode, Gabby's letter inspired this story. I added many elements that introverts would enjoy. For example, being alone to recharge, being in the company of animals, reading a good book, or watching interesting content on TV or the laptop. Us introverts, we tend to uh, seek quiet and relaxing activities to help us recharge. So I hope that um, that this story is able to um, help you visualize that kind of um, environment. And I hope that it helped you relaxed as well. <laughs> now, in regards to the story, it is autobiographical. I'm going to list the things that were not true in the story. Number one, I don't have a friend who owns a beautiful condo in downtown Toronto that is across a ballet studio. Number two, I've never actually done any house sitting. I've checked on friends' places when they've been away on vacation, so I come and visit, check the place, but I've never actually stayed at their house. Number three, the uh, ballet studio that I mentioned in the story is somewhat fictional. I'll explain it as I break down the story. The Carlton, the building that I mentioned in the story, is actually the Odd Fellows Hall built in 1891. I don't know where I got the name the Carlton because 
I see this is why sometimes it's not really good to ask me for directions because I get things um, confused. So I think I got the name Carlton because the location of this building is on Young Street and College Street, but then College Street right across from it turns into Carlton. It's really confusing. So I'm thinking that's probably where I got the name. It's a beautiful building and I've been inside of it and it definitely has a lot of personality. This building is standing out even more because this city is destroying a lot of their old buildings and replacing them with condos. At the end of the day, this is a phenomena that is happening in many cities around the world. The part where I mentioned the uh, fatigue, the exhaustion, that is something that I went through a very long time ago. And that experience taught me to uh, take care of myself. I ended up burning out and I hid myself from the world. I just needed to uh, stay away. And even as an introvert, like hiding for a while, the exhaustion was so bad that it wasn't helping me to uh, recharge. So I knew then that this was something really serious and I needed to take additional steps to uh, recover from it. While I was going through um, this difficult phase in my life, I had many staycations. If this is new to you, it's, um, it's basically using your vacation days to stay at home instead of going to an actual holiday like visiting Hawaii or Paris. It's, it's really nice because you get to uh, spend time at home and do things that you like to do like, I don't know, maybe like grocery shopping or going for walks. It's just enjoying your home because sometimes when you go on holiday and you come back, you need a vacation from that vacation. So, uh, so yeah, staycations are really nice. So during my recovery, this was like maybe five years ago, maybe six, I was in bed and I was watching tons of stuff on my laptop. But to be honest, I, I was pretty much sleeping through it because I was just exhausted and I just needed to uh, sleep. Anyways, I stumbled upon a movie that I hadn't seen in a very long time. It's called Strictly Ballroom. It's by the Australian director, and I hope I'm saying his name right. I apologize if I say it incorrectly. Boz Lerman. If you haven't seen it, I strongly recommend that you watch it, especially if you love dancing. So after watching this film, I wanted to see more dance movies or ballet related. I wanted to see uh, Black Swan starring Natalie Portman, but at that time it wasn't available on uh, Netflix. And um, nowadays I think it is. So I started to look for more content and I came across this show called Dance Academy which is a ballet TV series from Australia. I am not making this up. I mean, this is content that I was finding and it was just coincidence that it was coming from Australia. So this is the show 
that pushed me to uh, Google ballet classes for adults. See, because before this happened, I thought I was too old to dance. Um, you know, I thought, why even bother? You know, this is only for kids. Uh, but this TV series was so good that I was like, you know what? I'm just at home, uh, you know, uh, consuming content on my laptop. So whatever, I'm just going to look it up. And guess what? I found a dance studio here in Toronto that not only offered um, ballet for beginners, it was for adults. It also offered other classes like Pilates and a lot more stuff that is related to um, ballet. And these classes are also taught by professional ballerinas. Now, the truth is I had never ever taken ballet classes in my life. So I guess that's another thing that was fictional in the story. Because in the story I say, oh yeah, you know, I used to take ballet as a kid, but for me, I had never taken it. I had no idea how difficult the sport would be, but it was worth it. I did ballet as an adult for two and a half years and I even took um, beginner classes at the National Ballet of Canada and the reason is because I just needed more uh, more classes because just like with anything the more you practice the better you get at it and for me I wanted to like go from beginner to at least level one. I wanted to uh, develop more muscle strength and so forth. Like, I really, really became passionate about the sport. I've never been a professional dancer and I had no aspirations of becoming uh, professional. Like, this is the reason why professionals begin at such a young age, because it takes years and years to master ballet but for me the reason I was I was taking so many classes is because I love it and I wanted to see how far I could take it and the reality is because it was so much fun and it was helping me to uh, stay in shape I mean it had so many benefits that I could list and list and we're gonna be here all day but you know basically it was just something that i was truly enjoying now i never wore point shoes because i hadn't developed the um, strength to uh to go on point this requires a lot of strength for real to uh to go on point but nevertheless i was really dedicated and I was at this studio almost every day and I made a lot of friends. So why am I using the past tense? Because well, life happens and there were other things that were happening in my life and I couldn't uh, continue with uh, my ballet classes. There were other things that I really needed to, um, to uh, focus and that's just that's just how life is it's um ebbs and flows ebbs and flows ups and downs i'm always going to be thankful to um ballet 
for rescuing me. It took me mentally and physically from a world full of gray colors to a place of beauty. It also rewired my brain. And yeah, it, like I said, it's a very difficult sport, but it's very rewarding. The best way that I could say it is ballet really makes you feel like a piece of art and you're constantly working on yourself. And it's up to you how you want that art to, uh, to look. It's like being your own sculptor. It's like being your own painter. It's like being your own actor because it teaches so much about your physical body, your strength, your emotions, how you express yourself. But I'm getting sidetracked, so I'm going to go back to the story. So when I was taking ballet classes at the National Ballet of Canada, we had a professional piano player. In many of the classes, she kept playing this melody that I loved the moment I first heard it. Eventually, I asked the piano player the name of the song, and she said, Coppelia. And eventually, I found out through another teacher who quickly uh, explained to me that it was about a doll that comes to life. Or so we think. There's more to the story. But she was... Um, paraphrasing because in between ballet classes like you have to um there's so much chaos going on uh, at the beginning and at the end of a class so you only have like maybe a few minutes to um to talk to the ballet teacher because everybody wants to talk to the instructor and this teacher did say that sentence for real play something romantic because we're about to do something hard the meaning behind what she said is because in ballet, when you are uh, dancing a very hard sequence, something that's very difficult, if you get lost in the music, in, in a beautiful piece, then it makes it easier to uh, perform those difficult steps. So that's why she said, play something romantic because we're about to do something hard. Everybody laughed when they heard it, but it worked. She was saying the truth and I'll never forget it. I will never forget it. And now I wanna talk about the windows. I really need to address this. I've practiced ballet at three different studios in Toronto, very different locations and all of them had large windows and everyone can see you dancing, for real. One was on the second floor and two of them were on the, um, at the ground level and they had large windows. And I even noticed that on my late afternoon walks here in Toronto, I've passed by other dance studios and it's the same thing, it's like they're dancing uh, this could be at nighttime and the lights are on and you can see the people inside dancing. I don't know if these dance studios are built that way on purpose. They like to have those uh, floor to ceiling windows. Um, I don't know. 
maybe it helps the dancers become accustomed to dance in front of people or maybe because professionals dancers they spend hours practicing that they don't see the light of day so maybe the windows is a way to help them stay in touch with nature or it could be an aesthetic uh, thing it makes the dance studio look beautiful and full of fresh air if you are a professional dancer and know the reason for these large windows please share with us i truly would like to know if there's more to it or if it's just a coincidence as for me i still have hopes to return to dance someday and i'm okay i'm okay if i stay at the beginner's level because in all honesty i just want to dance so there you go my friends that's today's story i really hope you have enjoyed today's episode and uh, you are welcome to follow me on twitter instagram it's uh, somni rosie I can uh, keep you posted there. I'm going to be taking a few more days off just to uh, continue to work on other stories that I have for you. And uh, please, again, if you um, can leave a five-star review, I would greatly appreciate it. If you want to go one step further and become a VIP on Patreon, that would be greatly appreciated. Also, I'm trying to um, come up with a name for you and aside from beautiful listeners because i got that from um, a very well-known content creator by the name of philip defranco he tends to say um, hello beautiful bastards and i ended up saying beautiful listeners but i don't know if you are interested in coming up with um, a cute name for you guys for example i thought of moonbeams but um, i don't know how you know if you like the sound of that or not if you have an idea please uh, send them over to me if you have any comments regarding today's episode or if you just want to say hello please send all your letters to the pink moon podcast at gmail.com also please let me know how you would like me to address you you can either remain anonymous or you can say hi somni my name is rudolf nureyev well everybody sending you love peace and light take care until next time ciao